Hello and welcome again to the Treasuring Christ Together podcast. I'm Jordan Thomas and TCT exists to treasure Christ together. We are a network of local churches that joyfully seek to serve pastors and their wives and to support churches to start new Christ treasuring churches. You can find out more about TCT at tctnetwork.org. And today I'm excited and uh, really looking forward to a conversation. Uh, I'm excited to have my friend Alejandro Malero, pastor of Iglesia Biblica Sublime Gracia in Washington, D.C. And I'm going to have him repeat that in just a moment because I'm sure I didn't pronounce it well. But you can find Alejandro's church and more about what the Lord's doing there at ibsgdc.com. ibsgdc.com. Alejandro, welcome, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you all uh, TCT and all the guys that are listening. Um, you pronounce the name of the church really well, brother. It's Iglesia <laughs> Biblica Sublime Gracia. <laughs> and translated means? Amazing Grace Bible Church. Amen. Good. Well, welcome to this conversation. And before we dive into our theme, which today is going to be treasuring Jesus for church planters, before we dive into that theme, let's just give the folks a little bit of introduction of who you are and how the Lord's been at work in your life. So why don't you do kind of the Jordan Thomas infamous introduction? <laughs> Give us five bullet points of your whole life story. <laughs> well, uh, it's going to be a shorter version of a 44 journey, 44 <laughs> years journey. <laughs> but yes, I was born in a sunny day on August the 12th in 1975. In sunny Venezuela, Easter Venezuela is a little city called Barcelona, which is the <laughs> it's not a it's, it's the same like Spain, but it's in in Venezuela. And I was um, raised by a Catholic family. Uh, my mom and dad are were nominal, nominal Catholics at that time, and uh, we started to um, grow in the community and some missionaries were preaching the gospel in there while we were playing baseball and they were and they were offering us uh, a cake if we listened to a message um, that they wanted to let us know i wasn't interested in the message but in the cake at that time but later on <laughs> i knew that it was the gospel of jesus christ that they were preaching clearly and when i was uh, 11, I was convicted of my sin and I submitted to li my life to the Lord in repentance and faith. And I asked mm. for salvation. And mm. then I, I was baptized and, and started to grow in the, in the Lord and started to serve in the church, in the little church of our community. And then I met a wonderful Miss Universe named Maribi. <laughs> and we... Mm, um, started a beautiful friendship for four years and then we knew that we couldn't be separated from each other anymore so we married um on december 27 1997 so this year is going to be our 23rd anniversary mm. and we have together two wonderful kids rebecca 
is 20 years old and Benjamin is 17 years old. And I recently told them that they are the kind of kids every dad should love to have. They are mm-hmm. wonderful kids. Rebecca is in the middle of a music uh, career in college. And Benjamin is a little bit sad because he is not going to have this year a graduation ceremony. Mm. But yeah, he's going to make um, another um, career in music. And Maribi is praising the Lord because they are staying home. They're not going anywhere. They're staying with us uh, for a little while. Mm. And Amen. Yes, I came to faith um, because my mom was spanking me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and in the providence of the Lord, uh, that Sunday, the pastor of that little church in Barcelona, he preached about heaven and hell. And when my mom was spanking me, I thought that I was going to die. And <laughs> not because she was spanking me so hard, but because I was lying and behave, not behaving well, you know. And my little heart was afraid to death. And I asked the Lord for salvation because I didn't want to go to the hell the pastor preached on that morning. But instead, I would like to, love, to go to the heaven, he also mentioned. So mm. I remember that day, it was November the 8th in 1986, in my little room in Barcelona. And it was the most glorious moment when I remember that I, um, I, I prayed that prayer. And every time the pastor asked to repeat that prayer, I wanted to be sure that I was saved at that time. I didn't have assurance. That's why I was repeating that prayer all the time. But I started to grow reading the word and listening to the word, the preaching. Uh, and little by little, the, uh, the Lord gave me conviction of my sin and of my position in Christ. And I was assured of my salvation in Christ. Mm. And then when I was um, probably yeah, 20, 22, we got married, 23, 24, we got Rebecca, then 27, uh, in 2002, I was called by a church to, to reinforce the planting team. And that's the church that I uh, served as a pastor uh, for 15 years uh, before coming to the States to plant Iglesia Biblica Sublime Gracia. Hmm. And here we are. God's Amen. been good so far. Amen. And we're going to talk a little bit about that work, but tell some of, tell our listeners how you got connected to TCT. Not only did you come to DC to, to plant the congregation you just mentioned, but uh, what's your connection to TCT? Well, that question has uh, a short in a long version. The short version is that Nathan told me so. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan Knight told me so. So I'm I'm in TCT because Nathan told me that this is a great network to belong. That's the short version. The (laughs) long version and and is that yeah Nathan told me so but I got immediately connected with Desiring God and so many other friends who that this is a very meaningful network of people, not only working to serve the church, but also to serving the pastors to keep their eyes upon Jesus and treasure Jesus above everything and everybody else in this planet. 
and I loved mm, it immediately. Amen. And I, I proudly belong to TCT because that's, that's what they do, and they do it well. Yeah, praise God. Well, I can say from a personal level, every time I've been around you, I have certainly been encouraged to keep my eyes on Christ and to treasure him more. Likewise, and bro. that's, that's uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to touch this theme with you. So for those who are listening, uh, Alejandro's congregation is planted out of Restoration Church in Washington, D.C. He mentioned Nathan Knight, who's the pastor there. And uh, we're so thankful for that partnership, but also, brother, for your connection to this network. So let's talk a little bit about treasuring Christ for church planters. And you guys, I believe, are, have just recently passed or are about to come upon your one-year anniversary. Is that accurate? Uh, second anniversary. Your second anniversary. Yes. Okay, yeah. Forgive me. When is the date of that? Uh, we work, we covenanted as a church on March the 3rd, no, the 4th, on 2018. Okay. So you celebrated your second anniversary in the middle of a... Yes. And, well, maybe it happened right before the pandemic. Yes. Did you right, get to right, celebrate? Yeah, be, right before, yes. Nathan, okay. actually, Nathan preached a good sermon uh, on that day, you know, our anniversary. Very good. Okay. Well, I'm thankful you got to celebrate together in person before the quarantine happened. Mm -hmm. But so for two years, you've been working as a church planner in a very busy part of our country mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of demands as a church planner on top of the busyness of living in an urban context and being married, having two wonderful children. Um, so talk to us just first about the importance of keeping your eyes on Christ in the work of pastoring and planting? Well, brother, he is our solid foundation. He is the rock. He is the savior. He's the king. And when everything else crumbles and falls apart, Jesus is still in, in the throne. And mm -hmm. we do, we do the best. We, that's the only, our only foundation our solid rock, as I said, um, but it, we, we do the best when we, um, depend on Jesus, not only for ministry, but also for, uh, raising kids, loving wives and, and trusting his providence to plant and fortify, edify and solidify this, uh, the churches we, we, we serve in. So I think it's very important to know that Christ is is the one that are, is the is the only one that we don't want to disappoint. Mm. Never. I mean, we we could be uh, fake pastors. We could be unloving uh, husbands and unloving parents, but we could not never be a a unfaithful uh, children of God. And He mm. will know it. He knows everything, and we cannot deceive Him in any way. So. Mm. Uh, I, I think it's very important to know that we are doing his ministry and we are ambassadors of him uh, for whatever we do. And as Colossians 3.23 says, do it for the Lord because he is the one who uh, deployed us uh, Amen. For, for Christ the Lord we serve. Amen. Amen. Yeah, again, well said. And it just reminds me of that illustration that, I've heard so many times that we cannot export what we do not possess. Mm -hmm. So if we're busy 
in the work of the ministry, trying to give, 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 and in the demands of being part of the establishment of a new church, there's just endless Mm -hmm. things clamoring for our attention. And uh, we could easily busy ourselves with very important Mm -hmm. activity and effort. But if we're not beholding the glory of Christ ourselves, then we'll never be able to uh, really provoke others to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some examples of how does the Lord help you to behold the glory of the Lord, 2 Corinthians 3.18, to be transformed into his image, to fix your eyes on Jesus, Hebrews 12. Uh, how, give us some examples of what that looks like in your own life. Well, there are many. There are many. Uh, I think this pandemic time is a good example, like revealing what we treasure and what we think of be most worthy mm-hmm. um, sometimes we I have been in a lot of meetings you know Zoom meetings, Facebook whatever meetings uh, with a lot of pastors fearing that their local churches are going to fall apart mm-hmm. um, but being honest I don't fear that, I don't know if I'm being so naive <laughs> uh, but I, I trust the Lord that, is, that our church belongs to him is not the way that I've been paid uh, because our church is trying to, to, to do its best in these times. Mm-hmm. And we trust him that he's going to, to, to take care of us, not only as a church, but also as individuals, as families, our immigrants in this country, and also as loving children of his. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm learning this uh, pandemic times that shepherding is more than preaching um, learning that you know pastoring a mistress crisis uh, when a lot of people is sensitive to gospel presentations and gospel uh, conversations and I've, I feel that the Lord is keeping us focused on him and helping us to talk about him and mm. preaching his word and using us to bless so many. And man, I'm just overwhelmed of the many times that the Lord is showing us his grace and his providence in these times. Um, is is an awesome opportunity to pray, to preach, to share the gospel with many. Is, is this going to be the crisis of our lives or we need to understand, man, we cannot waste this uh, this quarantine mm. and and he has been so good to me to my family and even to my extended family in Venezuela they are doing great in the midst of the collapse and the madness that is going on there mm. amen so tell us a little bit about what does your devotional life look like during these days well I'm reading a lot praying um, a lot and meeting a lot of people, calling a lot of people, and trying to do the work of the ministry in the Word, getting ready for preaching online, uh, streaming our services every Sunday evening, and getting ready to help some people who feel alone or depressed or nostalgic, you know, 
and getting ready to develop the character of Christ in myself, in my kids, in my in my wife, and some um, disciples that we are training for 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 life and ministry. Mm. Yeah, but we understand that this is the time when we are allowed by the government to pray more and to read more, and we want to take advantage of that. Yeah, amen. Well, outside of our ministry labors, some so many times we don't even, I think, I think we don't even recognize how imperceptibly we wrap our identity up in what we do for mm-hmm. the Lord, mm-hmm. rather than the fact that we have a, a personal relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. And um, so, during these times when we're limited in so much of our normal expression of pastoral output. And we have opportunity, whether we take advantage of it or not, maybe a different story, but we have opportunity for more dedicated, focused times of communion mm-hmm. with Christ. Mm-hmm. Let me ask a question uh, and just try to remember whether it was from the last few days or the last few weeks. What, give us an example of a, an, op- an experience where you were meeting with the Lord and you saw a fresh aspect of the beauty of Christ just in your own devotion or Bible reading or sermon preparation, the Lord just revealed to you something wonderful about Jesus. Give us a snapshot of that. Well, um, you know, when you are immigrant in a country that is not um, the one you were born in, Mm. um, you use WhatsApp Yep, <laughs> and I belong to several, many uh, WhatsApp groups, and uh, because of this coronavirus thing, you receive a lot of information how the virus started, or how the virus is spread, or how you can avoid the virus, or you know a lot of information and a lot of fear down there, out there, and. And I was trusting the Lord for the only um, source of trustworthy authority is the word. Mm-hmm. And we were praying the other day with our kids. We were reading a devotion book on Psalms. And there was a verse in Psalms 20, verse 7 that, and I don't know how to, you, mm-hmm. you can correct me if I'm translating that. The, the verse is that some people trust in their chariots, yep, but we trust in the Lord Almighty. Amen. And man, we we saw with our kids and my wife, Maribi, that man, he is protecting us. He is for us. And he is the the most trustworthy protection we could ever trust. When some uh, everything else is, is falling apart, yeah. we can trust the Lord because he is um, our refuge. Amen. Amen. Well, like you, I've been involved in a number of online groups. I don't think I have the, um, near the, the, uh, number of expressions that an immigrant in our country would have with the <laughs> WhatsApp, but I do have some international partnership friends that we use WhatsApp all the time. So I can mm-hmm. imagine, mm-hmm. only imagine what it's like for you, but yeah, Psalm 20, that verse in particular really has been a powerful, mm-hmm. uh, verse in my life for many years. And, um, as we're thinking about just beholding Christ and treasuring Jesus and how vital that is for us. Uh, Several passages just were running through my head. I'll just say a couple of them. And then I want to ask you 
to um, speak in tongues. I'm going to ask you <laughs> to, in your mother tongue, to share a condensed, clear, like two-minute presentation of the gospel in your mother tongue, but okay. also, but that's also, it, that's easier. And, yep, and also, and I'll just trust that it's faithful, brother. <laughs> but, <laughs> I also am going to share a couple of verses before you do that, because I'm going to ask you to conclude with the greatest part of the good news. You've already talked about an extraordinary part of the good news in your own testimony, how the Lord has saved us from sin, death, and hell. That is mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. But uh, as we say a lot in our church, what we're saved for is even more glorious than what we're saved from. Mm-hmm. While it's extraordinary that God has saved us from everlasting punishment in hell, he saved us for mm-hmm. what Jesus says in places like John 17, so that we could be with yes. him where yes. he is to behold his glory. Or the end of the book of Revelation where mm-hmm. the new heavens, new earth don't even have a sun, but mm-hmm. there's no nighttime because the lamp is the lamb, the Mm. glory of Christ Mm. illumines everything forever. And so forever we're going to get to behold the glory of the Lord. So I'm going to ask you, and I understand that I'm doing a little bit of uh, incentivizing and guiding, but I'm going to ask you in your mother tongue for whomever may listen to this, maybe you can share on your WhatsApp with friends who share on their WhatsApp, who share on their (laughs) WhatsApp, who knows where the Lord will take it. But for whoever listens to it, I want to ask you not only to share a condensed, like two minute version of the good news of the gospel, but also say, and here's where those who receive this gospel get to spend eternity beholding the okay. glory of Christ. So um, one more verse that comes to my mind, I was just preaching uh, the uh, audio version only for our congregation a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago from Second Corinthians 4 and uh, verses 4 and 6, that the good news of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ what a what an amazing privilege that God has allowed us to behold in his son what he beholds and the gospel is the avenue where we get invited into this uh, fellowship and communion with God without being destroyed because we get the righteousness of Christ just what a privilege and uh, brother I just want to thank you personally for the way God has used you in yeah, our Christ, encounters bro. to stir me up to want to uh, really gaze upon Christ and proclaim his saving mercy and gospel beauty to people around me. So thank you so much. So, all right. Well, with no further ado uh, in your heart, heart language, brother, give us, <laughs> give us the gospel loud and clear and give us the great end of the gospel that we get to behold the glory of God forever in Christ. Amen. Bueno, la, Las grandes noticias de salvación del Evangelio se pueden resumir en cuatro puntos. Lo primero es la santidad de Dios, que Él creó todo lo que existe para la gloria de Él y para la bendición de sus criaturas. Todo lo creó perfecto y no había nada fuera de lugar y creó al hombre y a la mujer para que lo adoraran. Y la grandeza de Dios se manifestaba en una comunión perfecta con Él. Pero el hombre y la mujer decidieron pecar, y ese es el segundo punto. El hombre y la mujer decidieron pecar por voluntad propia. Y eso dañó toda la creación, pero también dañó la naturaleza humana 
uh, en el sentido de que ahora no somos capaces por nuestro pecado de poder tener comunión con Dios. Y así por muchas generaciones, todos los hombres y las mujeres son por naturaleza pecadores. Pero hasta que la promesa fue dada de que un día alguien iba a nacer de una virgen y el Mesías iba a cumplir todas las profecías para que nacido de una virgen, él pudiera aplastar la cabeza de la serpiente y redimir a, la, a, la, a todos los que creyeran en él. Así que el tercer punto es que toda la solución vino en Jesucristo y la única provisión para el pecado aceptable es la sangre de un cordero inmolado. Así que Jesús murió en la cruz. Habiendo vivido una vida perfecta, Jesús murió una muerte vicaria horrorosa, pero al tercer día resucitó para cantar victoria final sobre la muerte y el pecado. Y cuando Él ascendió, envió a doce discípulos y muchas iglesias siguieron su uh, legado para que ahora nosotros podamos, el cuarto punto, poner nuestra fe y nuestro arrepentimiento en Él y en Él solamente porque solo en su nombre hay salvación. Y cuando tú pones tu fe en Cristo, en el sacrificio de Cristo, Él murió por ti y tú te arrepientes de tu pecado, según la palabra, Él promete que Él va a salvarnos. Y por eso nosotros podemos contemplar la belleza y la grandeza de Jesucristo, no solamente ahora por fe, sino algún día por vista cuando nos encontremos con Él en el cielo, en la gloriosa llegada al la presencia de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. Me gustaría que tú estés ahí. Si necesitas más información, con muchísimo gusto podemos dártela, porque la Biblia es la fuente confiable de información acerca de Dios. Que Dios te bendiga. Hmm. Oh God, whoever hears that testimony that has not yet come to Christ, we ask that you would cause the Holy Spirit to shoot the dart of the gospel into their heart, that you would open their heart like you did Lydia's to receive and believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ and that you would give them to your son as trophies of his grace. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, brother, thank you so much. I'm going to ask you to do one more thing as we part. Um, here we are serving as pastors. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Lord willing, this soon shall pass. But mm -hmm. let's mm -hmm. let's just imagine that uh, maybe one of our faithful brothers out there is uh, really empty and dry because they've been giving, giving, giving and haven't been drinking from the fountain of mm -hmm. Christ's fullness and uh, maybe have lost sight of mm -hmm. personal communion mm -hmm. with Christ. Uh, could you just give a word of encouragement to our brothers that might be used of the Lord to stimulate them back to his sufficiency. Yeah, I will, um, you know, one of the many verses that are um, and as encouragement and normal encouragement for me uh, is uh, Acts 20, 24, which is going to be my verse, uh, my Bible verse for life and ministry. Mm. And, Let me try to find it an ESV version. But man, if you if you or somebody or even myself in the future has lost or have lost sight of the communion with Christ, I will encourage to read Acts twenty twenty four, which says, "I do not account my life of any value, 
nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Mm. Man, he is the sh- uh, sure foundation. Uh, apart from him, we, we walk in sinking sands. Mm. Uh, he is worthy and he is a solid rock. And he, 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 he died in the cross for us. Not only that, man, we believe and we have a message. And we have a life and meaningful and purpose because he rose again. The tomb is empty and we have more compelling facts to work and to serve and to trust him and treasure him the most. Hmm. Brother, thank you so much for that encouragement. It blesses my heart. I pray that it'll be a blessing to anybody else who listens and God's blessings to you. And please send mine and Tracy's love to your sweet wife, Maraby. Sure, sure thing, brother. Yeah, God Likewise. bless. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.